0: Welcome back to the latest episode of Inside Columbia Basketball presented by Vandewater. I'm Mike Kowalski, joined by Kyle Matrician. We've got another big show on tap for you today. So if you're watching on Twitch, thanks for for starting your Friday with us. Kyle, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing all right, Mike. How are you doing today? Doing I uh, very much enjoyed you and Pat on the Roarcast on Monday.
0: Well, that's good. You might with, actually have uh, an opportunity years. to uh, to host with Pat. On one of these segments,
1: uh, I believe Patrick will be joining me uh, for our interview with Caitlin Davis later on in this episode. We will see for sure, but I am ninety-nine percent certain that Patrick Desir will be joining us for part two of this episode featuring Caitlin Davis. So that's the big—that's the big uh, plug for this episode right here. Yeah, yeah. He brings in—he brings in the viewers.
0: No question. Through the roof through the last couple of weeks.
1: When I was listening to the broadcast that you guys did on Monday with the wrestling team, it's like, I almost wish I was on the episode because they were talking about like my childhood with (laughs) the nineties wrestlers. And uh, I forget which one of them that it was, but he's mentioned that like Jeff Hardy, was his was his favorite and i was like oh my god the ladder matches yeah you know we even
0: talked about food you missed a great conversation about you know
1: i appreciated the shout out from you though always even though Always on our minds uh, even though. (laughs) and that pat called me the food connoisseur (laughs) of the group i was like "That's (laughs) that's a heavy title that's a very heavy title for me to hold how's it, you're like a big chain food guy i feel like you're it's not really healthy though I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't promote that if you're listening don't be a chain food guy no actually i'm not really a chain food guy
0: i, I mean a lot of kim a little bit I of wendy's like a lot of a like, if wendy's it's, little... yeah
1: too much you know well not lately actually yeah kim and i actually have been ordering a lot from uh like local places through Grubhub, because I feel like as time goes yeah. on, time has gone on, more and more places we have, have like signed businesses. on to Grubhub, yeah. Grubhub and all that. We've actually found some places that when the pandemic is officially over, and we are, not that it's even close to officially over, I didn't mean to insinuate that, but when we go back to eating out at restaurants and stuff like that, we've definitely found some places through this time on Grubhub where we're like, we gotta go there and try it after the fact. Like Nevada Diner, shout out if you want to be a sponsor, out in uh, Bloomfield, New Jersey.
0: Always looking and for new ones.
1: <laughs> I've been I've been trying since we moved here to find a quality diner, and I feel like the Nevada Diner is it. Except I've only had takeout from the Nevada Diner, so you gotta when, be even
0: better when you actually can. Eat I I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited
1: to go. Pretty excited to go. So if anybody's been to the Nevada Diner, please shoot me an email.
0: So we're gonna turn our attention to basketball now because I I created a monster we got the ball rolling and stuff you did this was all you this was all um, you part one of our episode today is going to feature Liam Murphy and Kobe Antwi the uh the other two newcomers to the men's basketball program we talked to Xavier and Josh and Patrick last week so you'll hear from Liam and Kobe in just a second get to know them a little bit in their second round of getting uh welcome to Columbia officially I guess if you want to call it that So uh, we'll be back with Liam and Kobe right after this break.
2: They say you play basketball, you play football, you play tennis, but you can't play boxing. You have to fight. I remember the night where it went completely downhill. It was a massive tumor that had wrapped itself around my spine. Dr. Hartle, who was my surgeon, you know, he aced it. They resurrected me. On August 9, 2014, I became the WBA middleweight champion of the world. John, we're outside of JAG-1. Tell us why this place is so important to your patients.
0: We're serving New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania as an outpatient physical therapy and occupational therapy center. We've worked very hard in the last two years to bring us close to 100% in-network in in all our facilities. We treat every type of pathology and illness and surgical intervention. Taking that patient's needs and building the rehab program around that goal and attaining the goal. Okay, welcome back. We are joined by Liam Murphy and Kobe Antwi, uh, two first years on the men's basketball team. So guys, uh, first of all, thanks for coming on. Welcome Welcome aboard. Appreciate you having us. So we're going to start things off a little bit similar to last week when we talked to Josh, Zay, and Patrick. Um, We're going to let you kind of introduce yourselves, let everybody know where you're from and uh, what position you play and kind of tell us your Columbia story, how you wound up here. So we'll start with you, Kobe.
3: Uh, I'm a shooting guard. I'm from Toronto. Um, And uh, sorry, what was the other question? You said, uh, how did I end up here? Mm -hmm. Um, well, I picked Columbia, obviously, um, because of the mix of uh, academics and athletics. And uh, on my visit, I was just really surprised by the environment of how the school's kind of like in a bubble in uh, New York City. So that that kind of vibe I really enjoyed. Uh, and other than that, the guys in the team are great. Uh, got some great teammates, and they're all hard workers. So that's why I chose Columbia.
0: Go ahead, Liam.
4: Uh,
3: I'm Liam Murphy. I'm from
4: Staten Island, New York my whole life. Uh, I'm a small forward, a uh, freshman here, plan on studying econ. Uh, I kind of ended up—I kind of ended up at Columbia. Uh, oddly enough, Coach Angles actually went to the same high school as me in Staten Island, and uh, did a good job in using that in the recruiting process of uh, you know staying close to home. I got a big family, a lot of family and friends that live in Staten Island and in the tri-state area, um, so that that was definitely a big draw to me that they can come uh, all the games, and I would I would always be close to home as well as. Uh, being close to uh, Wall Street and everything like that, so a lot of a lot of great great things about coming to that that me Here yeah.
1: is Coach Angles on the on the walls anywhere in that high school? His name anywhere? Athletic Hall of Fame? Anything? Anything like that? We got to pitch it.
4: All right, yeah, his his name's up there, and uh, his uncle is actually one of the best players uh, to come out of uh, Staten Island in general. He actually played at uh, UPenn, so they actually retired his jersey.
0: Kobe, for you coming from Canada, were you aware of, you know, the last couple of Canadian players we had here in Grant Mullins and Chris McCumber? Did you oh, yeah. like, look into that? Did you talk to any of those guys while you're making your decision?
3: Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Grant uh, and his father were actually a really big influence on me coming here. Um, I actually trained with his father, uh, Andy Mullins, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from my city uh, in the greater Toronto area. Um, so yeah, we're really close. And I talked to Grant quite a bit too, just about, um, in terms of like career decisions as well as basketball stuff. Um, but they, uh, yeah, they were definitely a big influence as well as a help for um, getting here. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we got strong ties for both of you, how you kind of wound up here, which is kind of, kind of interesting, different ways, but, um, yeah. Kyle. Lenny, Sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I didn't know how much you had at the beginning there. I wanted, yeah, to I, had more
0: yesterday.
1: Get, I wanted to let you get all the punches out and then I was yep. going to come in afterward. I didn't want to interrupt. All right. Um, I do. I do. We do like to on these podcasts, especially with the freshmen, let all of our listeners get to know you guys a little bit. So, like, obviously not a lot of basketball going on right now. And we hope you guys and your families are safe and everybody's everybody's healthy and good. Um, But the first thing I do want to bring up is I do see that Mets hat on Liam. So you've been a Mets fan your whole life.
4: Yes, sir. Yep, Big Mets fan. Uh, My father kind of instilled that. Hit me from a pretty young age, and uh, you know, been to a bunch of games throughout my life, uh, going back to Shea Stadium. But uh, looking, things are looking up for us with uh, things
1: are looking very good. Yeah, yep. we're Uncle looking Steve very good town. So I'm
3: excited for us going forward. My uh,
1: my uncle's a longtime Yankees fan, and uh, you know, his whole lot, uh, my whole life. You know, I always heard people saying to him, like, oh, are you guys going to win, buy a championship, this and that? And then I was on the phone with him last week, and he goes to me, so you guys just going to buy a championship? And I said, I got no problems yeah. with that. <laughs> yes, <not>? sir. Yes.
0: <laughs> and by the time people hear this, the Mets might have signed Trevor Bauer. Let's see how that ages. They may have.
1: <laughs> I feel like once a week, I get, like, the Mets have made another move update yeah. on my phone. Yeah. So i very excited to see uh, Lindora play the hopefully in person this year at city field. Yep. So hoping, hoping to be able to go. And I, I, I got a like, feeling they're going to, I'm, I'm, I feel like this year I'm going to make it out. Like we should be able to make it out to city field. I feel like at some point during the summer, yep. we should be able to make it out there. And Kobe, I know we were talking to you before we came on the podcast. You said not, you're not a big baseball guy. Maybe you root for the blue Jays a little bit. Cause we're
3: from.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah just the ties. I mean, nothing crazy. Okay. Like obviously yeah. um, when it's a big game, everyone in the city's kind of hype, but uh, mm-hmm. it's more basketball for me. Yeah.
1: But the Raptors of recent have been a solid team.
3: Yeah, yeah, obviously for years. sure. Yeah, has yeah, been turning in. Uh, I mean, everyone was obviously sad when Kawhi left, but uh, I think as a franchise itself, uh, they're definitely making uh, big strides the past couple of years, especially obviously with the championship. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely rooting for them. Um, big Raptors fan.
1: Have you been a big Raptors fan like your whole life, growing up in Toronto, or are you kind of? Yeah. I know the NBA is different because like for me, as a kid who grew up very young in the 90s younger than Mike remember the 90s Knicks but way better than I do mm. but as like a you know grew up in the New York area so rooted for the Knicks Allen Houston you know those Patrick Ewing mm. and, I don't, kind of two different eras there but yeah. um I've, I know in the NBA people you know it's sometimes you more follow players than you do follow teams so do you have like mm-hmm. any players like that you really root for
3: yeah for sure um Harden is definitely, uh, like, one of my favorite players uh, just because of his style, his flashiness. Uh, Obviously, everyone hates on him uh, just because he's kind of unorthodox, but um, that's kind of what I like about him. Honestly, he's like, uh, he's different than the pack. Um, Other than that, um, I kind of modeled my game a little bit after Clay, just in terms of my shooting and my fundamentals. Um, Obviously, he's a bigger guard than me, but um, he's definitely someone I look up to as well. I'm not a big Warriors fan to say that, but um, Clay is definitely uh, my guy.
1: Uh, <laughs> if you play like clay thompson i have a feeling we're going to be talking to you on many podcasts <laughs> <was like> James <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> maybe a little bit more defense but <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah for sure. yeah, about. yeah definitely liam do you have anybody uh whether it be a college player a family relative nba player that you felt like you kind of modeled your game after
4: oh uh, yeah it's actually funny kobe says that uh clay's been one of my favorite players for uh for a while now even dating back to uh, his washington state days um oh, wow. Up and comers. Uh definitely Luca. is definitely someone that uh I've kinda I'm a big Knicks fan, but whenever uh whenever Dallas is on, I try to try to watch their games. Uh love watching his his pace of play and, and watch him play and kinda kinda dictate the game even sometimes most of the time being, you know, the slowest or least least athletic guy on the floor. Um
1: I'm like I said, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm just kinda waiting for waiting for something good to happen and then yeah. maybe i'll start watching a little bit more yeah, we'll be... <laughs> yeah. there might be
0: there might be smoke we'll see i mean i, just, I mean and then kobe's a got a while since
1: i've
3: i've been hearing that since mellow days <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh. kobe's also got Harden in his back in the backyard now now these you know in the city and everything so uh mm-hmm. that they'll be excited when fans are allowed back into arenas and everything so you might get a chance to see harden up close more often than you would have when he was in Houston, obviously.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: Are you guys both in the city right now? Yeah, I'm on campus. You both on campus?
3: Yep, I'm in the dorm, too.
4: So,
1: like, what is it? Give kind of our listeners a little bit of what it's like on campus right now. Maybe, Kobe, you know, I know you guys are freshmen, uh, but I'll start with you. Were you on campus in the fall as well or just this semester?
3: Uh, I just got here, actually, this semester. Um, Okay,
1: so, like, kind of run us through, like, kind of the Uh, measures in place, kind of what you're allowed to do, not allowed to do, stuff like that.
3: Yeah, for sure. Like, you can definitely tell what it would be like um, in normal circumstances, obviously, without COVID. Like, it's very active. You, there's a lot of people. It's a lot of uh, movement, obviously, like New York City. But um, right now, it's kind of weird just because um, of all the restrictions. Everyone's wearing masks. It, it seems like there's a lot of people out and of, out of about, sorry, but um, it's just not as, like, lively as you would imagine New York City would be. You know, it's kind of like, like a ghost town almost at some <laughs> which is it's weird for New York City because I've been here a couple of times in the past just for AU tournaments and stuff and you, you never see people just like, or you never see the streets like empty, like, you know, at night. And I'm, I'm sure Liam can attest to that too if he's been. Um, but yeah, it's definitely still, I really enjoy the the city vibe, even with everything going on. There's still a lot of people buzzing. Um, obviously there's not a lot of social interaction, but yeah, it's, a, it's, it's cool. It's it's a, it's a change of pace from the suburbs, I can say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Liam, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. or.
4: Uh, yeah, I was actually on campus uh, for the full semester too. So okay. I'd actually say this semester, it's gotten a little bit better. Uh, not in terms of like really restrictions. it's The restrictions are pretty much the same. Um, but I think just, just in terms of uh, there's like more people on campus this, uh, this semester, I think. And uh, I think there's some older people on campus that are trying to, uh, you know, like uh, bring the community together a bit more. And then it was actually funny on uh, Monday when we had the big snowstorm. It was the most people I've seen in uh, in the quad throughout the whole throughout the whole school year. Everyone was sledding and building snowmans and everything, uh, which is pretty cool. But other than that, yeah, like like Kobe said, I've lived here my whole life, so um, it's probably probably weird for him to see uh, New Yorkers with masks on and uh, not not talking not talking their heads off all the time.
0: Yeah, talk to us a little bit about. You know, integrating yourselves into the team—it's obviously unique circumstances. But you know, again, you guys have been able to do some things. There's, most of the team is was in New York in the fall, and still is on around the area this spring in the spring semester. So, uh, talk about what that experience has been like, and what you guys have been doing uh, to kind of build that chemistry up for you know next season. I go
3: first. Hmm? all right cool um uh, well for me it's a little bit different i was home uh i was kind of like a, a unique situation just because I'm, I'm from toronto it's obviously considered candidate and all but um getting here was actually a, a pretty good transition um a lot of the seniors and juniors uh, have been really helpful just um getting in the gym with me and um just kind of getting me accustomed to the team uh values and like what they're about and um everyone is a hard worker like i said before so Uh, It really hasn't been much of a struggle. Everyone's kind of on the same page, uh, level-headed with school and and athletics, of course. Uh, And Just in terms of like uh, team bonding and stuff, uh, we talk, we have a group chat, obviously, like every team where we're we're pretty close. Um, And I think, uh, yeah, Liam Liam can pick up from there. Uh,
4: Yeah, like Kobe said, he he wasn't on campus for the first uh, semester, which is definitely uh, uh, unique compared to, uh, like you said, Mike, most of us were on campus um and especially during the first semester uh and the first few weeks of the first semester like I'm sure Kobe is uh, experiencing now in his first few weeks on campus uh like he said the seniors are very good and kind of helping you out and directing you around uh seniors the upperclassmen are very good at doing that and uh during the first semester and even some of the second semester already um like you said some of the campus housing that I've been to uh just just uh hanging out at the seniors housing or uh meeting them up there to go to the gyms. Uh, you know, we've been trying to, like Kobe said, work out at different gyms, uh, anywhere we can find around uh, around the city. So we've been downtown, up to the Bronx, uh, Riverside. So just places like that, just working out, um, you know, getting about our business and, and then, uh, you know, coming together as a team on and off the court.
1: When we had... Uh, when we had Xavier and Josh and Pat on last week, uh, one of the things we asked them was, you know, what do you feel like, uh, from seeing, from watching the team as you were being recruited, I'm sure you came to some games, uh, at least one game last year, uh, you know, whether or not, I think you all probably committed by that point, but what are some things in watching the team of, of recent, that you feel like you were watching and you were like, oh, I feel like I could be a big help in this department or in this category, you know, on the court.
4: What I could bring is spacing the floor out um, for a guy like Mike or even Gabe, who are really good at the guard position, uh, spacing the floor out to uh, to shoot it and also to uh, to be a threat to, to, uh, to score and to make plays on the offensive end. And then on the defensive end, uh, I'm a pretty long guard, so I, I, I can guard uh, most positions. And I think that I can create some uh, mismatches on both ends. So that's what I think I could bring.
3: Yeah, for me, offensively similar. Um, I think I can definitely help space the floor out a lot more with my shooting touch. Um, Putting the ball on the floor has been something I've been working on uh, just in the offseason and and going into next season for sure. Just uh, being more of a threat um, besides like catch and shoot. and on the on the defensive end, probably just guarding um, smaller guards would be, like, one of, the, one of my um, areas to improve on right now, uh, just thinking about next season. Um, yeah, I just noticed, um, like, college basketball is a lot more fast-paced. So I think just in general for freshmen um, as a whole, just getting our athleticism uh, to peak shape, uh, just being able to compete at that faster pace once we get on the court because uh, that transition phase is going to be real tight, like, once the season starts and we get back into the swing of things. So, yeah.
1: Can you give our listeners a little insight into, so obviously last academic year, you guys were seniors in high school. Mm-hmm. So when the COVID outbreak started, like, was the, was your high school season already finished? Like, were you in the playoffs? Like kind of where were you in your high school season and how did that affect your season? I got to follow up to that. Kobe.
3: Uh, we actually just won our, um, our state or province championship. It would be state championship for, for Americans. But um similar um level uh right as COVID actually hit so we were kind of lucky on that and uh we didn't have anything after that um just like a minor tournament I think we missed um but uh yeah that that was pretty much it It didn't really affect us as much we just actually capped up our season uh on on a good uh tournament win so yeah
1: how did your high school at what point did your high school kind of I assume went remote at some point there in March oh yeah
3: we were remote I think as soon as COVID started, uh, Canada was pretty quick uh, to clamp down on that. So I think it was, it uh, might've been like the, the middle of March or maybe like the first or second week of March, we went uh, remote. I can't quite remember, but yeah, somewhere somewhere around that time period.
1: And like, so how did you, and I'm gonna bring it to you with the same question, Liam, but how did you, in terms of like your high school graduation and mm-hmm. uh, all, like how was how that handled once we got into, I assume in June, you guys? did that yeah. at some point
3: right it was quite uneventful like we, we didn't really have anything I think everyone was just kind of relieved to be d- done with online school and like I mean it was a hard time for a lot of people obviously like uh financially uh just mentally emotionally for for families and, and individuals so I think um like even though we didn't really have a big celebration everyone was kind of just relieved to be done with school and kind of just like focusing on on the problems that were becoming of uh, with COVID and everything but uh, yeah, it wasn't really too much <laughs> that we could do.
1: Yeah. And Liam, um, just to kind of follow up with you on some of the similar questions, did the, you know, when you, as a senior in high school, did it have like a certain effect on your senior year uh, that either involved basketball basketball, or involved like graduation or something like that in some way?
4: Um, definitely. So very similar to Kobe, uh, we had won our, our Staten Island championship, our division championship, and then uh, we had just actually lost in, the city playoffs and the New York city playoffs. So actually the next game, so if we would have won, our game would have been canceled. Um, but I guess you can kind of look at that in two ways, like what could have been, but we kind of got some closure to the season. Uh, I got to say, you know, thank you to all our coaches and and uh, kind of a farewell to all the teammates and everything like that. Um, in terms of graduation, my school actually, we waited till uh, July and actually had a nice ceremony on the field, uh, you know, social distance and according to all that. Um, which was pretty cool to get a diploma like that. Um, other than that, yeah, our school definitely missed out on senior year, some um, because you know you're, you're pretty much in basketball basketball mode from uh, the beginning of school until the end of the season. and then uh, I was actually playing baseball for my for my team uh, in high school, which, which that season got canceled. so missed out on that and uh, probably some other some other fun experiences, but it is what it is.
1: Uh, yeah and i do want to hit on some obviously more positive and happier moments but um in in july and august when the numbers were really starting to come down uh and a lot of a lot of you know there were a lot of outdoor events there were a lot of things you could do outside i know we talked to some other people a lot on this podcast that went traveling or did something they'd never done before did you guys do anything in the summer that you felt like was really unique not to like necessarily make up for the fact of what happened like March through June uh but were you able to do anything kind of in the in the summer that that you feel like was unique that you want to share
3: I mean honestly just getting back to like a little bit of normal um routine things were kind of just like my my vacation I guess you could say like going to runs for example I think uh the beginning of the, of July or, or maybe like closer to the beginning of August was when I started to going back to like outdoor runs and stuff like that so I mean just that alone was was kind of good just to get that cardio back in get to get back to playing and everything um uh, I can't really think of anything special that I did there wasn't really much um besides like the the loosening of some restrictions or yeah. stuff like that. yeah yeah very similar for
4: me uh definitely kind
3: of being in in a gym alone or or
4: in the park by yourself for for a long time and then finally uh, being able to hoop against other guys was uh yeah probably the most refreshing feeling of it all but then also uh like I said we probably missed out on some senior year and some uh some activity so spent spent some time when when we were able to with uh a lot of my high school friends and kids from my class which was which was cool before everyone got to go off to college.
1: Did you, do you guys play any other sports recreationally? Maybe that, uh, I know Liam, you said, I think you said base, you play a little baseball, right?
4: So I play baseball. I was actually planning on, uh, playing this year if our, if our season, uh, at Columbia is, uh, not canceled, but I've been in contact with the coaches. So,
1: wow, we'll see. that's interesting news to me. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike's the, uh, baseball, uh, sports information director. So, All right. Okay.
4: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been rough. It's been, uh, Pretty rough since I'm on campus because we're hoping that the gym can open. Uh, but Coach Baretti uh, kind of told most of the guys to, uh, you know, if they have facilities other where, other places um, to kind of get their work in there. So kind of at a bit of a crossroads and not much, uh, not much to do on campus baseball wise or basketball wise for that matter. But uh, you know, hoping hoping the gym can open soon. So
1: does this like playing baseball like if if like let's just say that's Columbia has some kind of shortened baseball season Um, and you, and you do wind up playing for the team this year. Is it something that you'd want to pursue, like to play both sports in your time or is it just because Uh, you're only.
4: I thought that this year would definitely coming in. um, I had actually talked to uh, Mr. John Bauman on my official visit who uh, played both sports and uh, was in a similar situation uh, with me in terms of recruiting. He played baseball most of his life uh, primarily uh, and switch to basketball, kind of in high school, similar to me, and focus on that more seriously. Uh, and kind of drop baseball for a year in high school to focus on the recruiting process for basketball. And then he said, once he came to uh, Columbia, he was in contact with the coaches, and one of the best decisions yet he he's ever made. Um, so when I came in, I wasn't too sure. It was always in the back of my mind. But then when our season got canceled, uh, I thought that maybe this year would be a good year to uh, to try it out and see if I could see if I could handle it. And then going forward, obviously it's going to be different with uh, when we have a season next year and everything
0: like that. But
4: yeah, it's definitely something that that I'm uh, actively looking to pursue.
0: We're going to try something different. Uh, We're going to throw up a poll on the Twitch if you're watching live on Twitch. So uh, if anybody can tell us who the last person to play on both the Columbia basketball and baseball teams were, uh, we'll give you multiple choices here and we'll give you a few minutes and we'll reveal the answer at the end of the podcast. So once again, if you can tell us, uh, the last Columbia basketball and baseball player. Uh, we won't give you a prize, but you can do it for fun. We won't long. give you a prize. We'll give you a nice that's
1: pat on the back and maybe a high five emote in the Twitch yep. chat.
0: That's, what we, that's all we can that's, give you. That's, 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 that's what's what in we'll the budget.
1: So. <laughs> so that anyway, poll should be on. up now. Brennan Bissett's, Brennan Bissett's got that poll up in the background. And like Mike said, we'll reveal the
0: answers at the end. Go ahead, Mike. So we'll, we'll get back to the guys here. Um, so another question we like to ask a lot of people are, what are your interests outside of, uh, basketball and sports? Cause we know Liam's a baseball player now.
1: Yeah. Well, did Kobe have a chance to answer? No, no. Cause we got to, I got to Liam when I asked if you play anything recreationally, which is you're pretty much asking the same question. Yeah. Essentially. But, yeah. Yeah. So we'll start with Kobe this time then. Yeah.
3: About recreational. No, I don't really play anything else out of basketball, honestly.
1: Uh, have you, experimented with other sports before
3: when i was younger I, I was i was playing a lot of sports i played soccer actually when i was younger and i was pretty good up until like people started getting faster than me <laughs> <laughs> there but I was it,
0: there. all right because of where you're from i have to ask <laughs> did you give hockey a try <laughs> <laughs> were you on skates like
1: uh, i feel like at some point in his life somebody had to put him on skates
3: one time uh, and then it was it was over after that <laughs> Yeah, ice is not for me.
1: <laughs> do, you, uh, do you do you play golf? Maybe I like I like to golf, so I like to ask. now.
0: have you ever played golf?
3: No, I would like to. It looks it looks pretty fun, like chill. But uh, never...
0: maybe maybe Pat Harding will take you out. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: I told, I told
4: Pat I got to go with him.
0: So what, what do you guys like to do outside of sports? What do you, what are some other interests you you have? Kind of piggybacking off the question I repeated from Kyle.
3: Okay. Um, really, uh, I, I make music uh like i make beats uh that's one of the things i like to do um i play video games uh watch movies uh that's pretty much it
1: do you, um, you know if you like to make music we could maybe if you wanted to you know we, we for various purposes try to use commercial free music in some of our productions so if you want to be you know create some unique beats for our podcasts or for, cause what we do is we just go on a website and get music that we're allowed to yeah. use. Um,
0: which we pay for. But which, yeah. Well, yeah, we yeah. pay. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, oh, okay.
1: We don't just, we don't just rip it off websites, yeah. but we, you know, we might, we might have to look into that. Kobe, you might be, you might create a uh, next season's anthem of the inside Columbia basketball podcast for us.
3: i
4: would be glad,
1: cool. Glad to know. Good to know. <laughs> what about you, Liam?
4: Uh, Yeah, I don't don't have too many uh, outside hobbies. Uh, I play some golf. Uh, Other than that, I'm not a big video game player. I like to watch movies, like to watch uh, TV series. Um, Just relax, hang out with friends and family. Nothing much. Play some board games, cards.
1: Do you have like a handicap in golf or do you just play once in a while? No,
4: I have a handicap. Yeah, Yeah. I just play once in a while. I'm hoping to get into it uh, more as I... uh, Get older and older, get some uh, custom clubs that are that aren't too short for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, I have the opposite problem. I need custom clubs that aren't too long for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I
1: mean because a standard set of golf clubs is like, you know, once I get to swing in like a four iron or a five iron, it's like the the toe of the club is like way up like this because it's you know, I'm five foot seven, so can only do so much. How tall are you, Liam? Oh, I'm 6'7". seven. Everybody, a whole foot taller than me. Yeah, so I, guess yeah, the, I can't guess wait to meet four. you. Can't wait to meet you and just look straight up. I'm sure guess Kobe's.
4: Dude's right in the middle of us then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How tall are you, Kobe? i uh, six four. Okay, not as not as bad for me to look up at. Before, so. <laughs> Mikes Mike 6 and i 6'3". hang around him i hang around yeah. him often enough
0: We're talking about that I, guess, last week
1: I guess I've met joseph Smoyer before so you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna bring back one of your old segments from our first season okay and I don't even remember what you used to call it there's something like fast facts or something what did you call it What do we call a Rapid fire? Rapid fire. Rapid fire. It was never rapid. It was never rapid, though, but we're (laughs) going to try to make it. It was a slow (laughs) burn. That was was what you eventually were like, we're going to play rapid fire, but really it's a slow slow burn. burn. (laughs) We're going to play rapid fire. I'm going to ask you each three questions. They're going to be different questions, so neither of you can think of the same answer or think of an answer ahead of time because I don't even know what the questions are yet, but I'm going to ask them as I make them up. All right, Kobe, rapid fire, question one. In one word, one adjective, describe yourself for the listeners. Different. If you were to turn on Netflix right now, what are you watching? Interstellar. If you could be any age other than what age you are right now in your life, what age? 23 you're not even 23 yet though oh i meant like <laughs> you, could go back. you could go back but it's okay you know 23 is going to be a good year for you though yeah just, <laughs> that's, just that's, good. that's good that's good that's good that's good to know it's good to know i was like how old is this guy it's okay it's okay it made for a great it made for a great response all right Liam, I'm actually I'm going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you a similar question that I asked. Liam, I mean, Kobe. Uh, all right. In one word, describe yourself.
4: Um, uh, dedicated.
1: Uh, if you could play any sport other than basketball, what would it be? And baseball. You're not allowed to use baseball either. Golf. All right. Fair. And uh, if you could uh, sit down with any former president of the united states and have a nice hour dinner who are you sitting down with
0: this is a dangerous one kyle
1: no it won't be (laughs) uh,
4: theodore roosevelt
1: Ooh, all right i'm gonna have to follow up with you why theodore roosevelt and why
4: i just just like a lot of what he stood for Uh, i'm not a big politics guy so not necessarily in politics but just uh yeah, I was hoping
1: you didn't give an answer of any recent presidents. I was really yeah. banking on that, so thank
4: yeah. you. Yeah, I was, uh, I'll go with uh, just just the way how, how he's a leader, kind of led by example,
1: um, stuff like that. Awesome, that was cool. Yeah, and, and uh, we'll let we'll let our listeners
0: interpret interpret
1: you know the fast facts. You know, we don't we don't want to we don't want to ask why for every everything. We'll just let it sit there.
0: Very good. Very good job by both of us. Not expanding on. We just letting let the answers lie for the most part. So it was, him actually him. was rapid fire for the first time in the history of this program. <laughs> it was rapid. All right. Before we go, we're going to reveal the answer to the poll question. Oh, we way to remember earlier. that. Way to remember that. That is so, that is big time. So uh, the correct answer was Corey Osikowski. He played baseball I think, for two for his first two years at Columbia, and then stuck solely with basketball his last 2 years. So, Did you ever play both at the same time or no? Yeah. He oh, you said he
1: played baseball. I got you. Baseball
0: okay. and basketball his freshman and sophomore years and then focused on basketball his junior and senior years. So What year was he? Uh, he know. was 15, graduated okay. in 2015. Nice. So, yeah. So he played I never saw him play baseball, but I was I covered him when he was up just on the basketball. Could
1: you say his name 5 times fast? Poriosikowski.
0: I'm not going to say it anymore. Nah, it was only one. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Probably the answer—it's a long name. Yep. No. Nope. I can't. <laughs> the answer <laughs> so, is no.
0: Uh, again, there's no prizes. Maybe one day. Maybe if a new sponsor wants to jump on and, and give us a prize, we'll, we can give those out in future polls. But for now, just, just bragging rights. Bragging rights. All right, we're heading to break. We're heading to break. We'll be back with uh, Caitlin Davis
1: Caitlin. of the women's basketball team. So stick around.
0: what comes with being a fan the ups the downs and everything in between share a coke with a friend coca-cola the official beverage of the columbia lions
3: at athletic brewing company we've built america's first craft non-alcoholic brewery we've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order.
1: Welcome back to part two of this week's episode of the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast presented by Vanderwater. I'm your co-host, Kyle Matrician. And this week, I am joined by two very special guests. First of all, we have a special guest co-host for the making his Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast debut. You may have seen him at Baker. You may have seen him at Dodge. Not a while. You may have seen him wandering the streets of Park Terrace Delhi. And maybe some Shake Shack once in a while. It's Patrick Desir. Uh, so ooh, I'm gonna see if I can get your title right because I know I know Mike. Ooh, so associate direct, no, 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 director, 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 oh, director, director. No. That's what Mike said, and I screwed it up. Director of uh, athletic facilities at Baker, correct? Is that correct? Baker, Baker at, yeah. Athletics Complex. Oh, close enough. Uh, can you get my title right back? Then I won't feel as bad. Uh, assistant Director of Sports Information? Ooh, assistant mm, Athletics Communications, but same thing. Um, our, it's really same, the same thing. It's really the schematics, same. Thing. Schematics. What schematics. is sports information at this point? What What is, what is that? Uh, joining us this week in... The guest house of the Inside Columbia Basketball podcast. Really, that's why they're all there because they knew they were going to be on the podcast this season. Is Caitlin Davis joining us from Manasquan, New Jersey? KD, uh, how is everything in Manasquan? I'm sorry that you're on the Jersey Shore in the winter and not in the summer.
5: <laughs> it's good. Uh, a lot of hard work um, going on in Manasquan, but it's a lot of fun.
1: Uh, I know that you are not in I uh, sorry, you are enrolled this year. I know we've talked to a few of your teammates who de-enrolled this year, but you are enrolled. So you are living that day to day as a normal student in this virtual world. Can you so can you kind of give everybody a little bit of insight into your day-to-day as a as a student in the virtual environment?
5: Yeah, so it's pretty much like we're back at school. Get up, we're leaving here around 9:30, get to the gym, we're there, you we go lift, and then come back around one. I have class from usually from one to six or some variant of that. Um, Then do some schoolwork, throw some memes in there and do it all over again. That's that's
2: the schedule. So Katie, uh, I was doing some homework, checked out your bio. It said you were playing varsity in the eighth grade, uh, high school varsity, I'm assuming in the eighth grade. As somebody that didn't touch the court in high school, Tell me how, uh, that, how that went and what that experience with you playing with, uh, I guess, older girls in, in, in the high school setting.
5: Yeah, so pretty much the school was looking for a new varsity coach. And me being one of the very few basketball players there, even in middle school, um, I kind of put them in contact with my AU coaches. He's, some, he's somewhere in the wrong with that. AU coach, Wes Matthews. Um, you might know his son, Wes Matthews Jr., um, and put him in contact with them. And pretty much the deal was I played with played with him um, as soon as he started. So that was eighth grade. I mean, our school was not great at basketball before we got there. Um, so just it was good. It was it was good for me as an eighth grader to develop um, playing against older girls having to kind of be a leader because a lot of the girls didn't play basketball at all so that's that's how I started playing eighth grade
1: that's really interesting that you felt like you or you did have to be a leader
5: yeah as, on the, the, court, as the eighth sure.
1: grader um, on the court yeah. you, were you like the were you like the tallest most physical person on the team even though you were only in eighth grade or did you have
5: I guess I was I was pretty eighth grade. I was still a little scrawny, but um, there was I mean there were some girls who played end up playing other sports in college on the team. They just it, basketball just wasn't their thing. So phys- physically, I think a lot of people were there. It's just skill wise, I was probably um, better than most of them. So well,
1: and I think skill wise, you know, a lot of people last year got an introduction. Uh, to you as a rookie uh, on the Columbia women's basketball team. I mean, helped the team go, uh, I think 17 and nine uh, in the 17 and 10 during the regular season and eight and six in the Ivy league to earn a spot, a qualifying spot in the Ivy league tournament for the first time Uh, the program's best Ivy league record uh, since 2010 first winning season. In over a decade, I mean, and on top of that, I'm just going to say for you individually, I enjoyed some KD highlights from time to time on the court. I mean, you definitely had a presence uh, as a rookie. Uh, I mean, some plays that come to mind are the block you had right at the end of the Davidson game. Uh in December, that was during, you know, obviously during a non-conference game, whereas they were going to put up a potential game tie in three. And I have still do not know to this day how you leapt to what it seemed like to me from the free throw line to the three-point arc and blocked the shot. I thought that was incredible. Uh, you had that that pin block. I'm just gonna name them off. I remember the pin block you had uh at home against Brown uh that was that was crazy exciting and then i think also at brown i think you i think you did it to brown twice because you had the pin block at home and then at brown you had that ridiculous like baseball throw down the court i think you found did you who'd you find on that throw sienna i want to say sienna because sienna's always sienna's always trailing back there sienna's always ready to ready to break
2: yeah
1: um and you, you know you clearly got a lot of playing time last year and you worked your way into the starting lineup so uh how do you feel like your freshman season went from your perspective? Granted, I just said all that, but you know, I want to know from your perspective, how do you feel like your season went?
5: Um, I think it went well overall. I think it was more a learning experience than anything and kind of just, I don't know if it's the right term, but shaking the rest off. Like that was the first time I had played in a year and a half. Yeah. It was uh, at Columbia. So I think it was just a lot of learning, getting back into it. Um yeah and just having fun with my teammates and you know developing relationships with everybody at Columbia not just my team but just getting used to the school um New York like it was just a lot of a lot of new things thrown at me
1: you mentioned that was your first time playing in a year and a half for maybe people listening uh you did get you got injured your midway through your junior year of high school yeah uh so you didn't play your entire senior year and you missed half of your junior year of high school so last year was your first time playing in a year and a half and uh I feel like, you know, you impressed, you impressed me. That's for sure. KD. I thought you were great out there. And I thought uh, the team, you know, was the best I had ever seen the team since I've been here. And I know coach D has been building the program for quite some time now. So, you know, it was obviously slightly just, dis- I mean, not slightly, it was, you know, disappointing that uh, the pandemic happened and didn't get a chance to go to the Ivy league tournament. And then ultimately, you know, eight, nine months later wound up canceling the season. Um, what have you tried to do, because you did go, you did have to go a year and a half without playing basketball when you were in high school, so what have you been trying to do to stay in basketball shape, uh, to maybe feel like, even though you will have to shake the rust off next year, maybe it won't be as, it won't feel as bad?
5: Yeah, um, playing basketball. <laughs> Simple. Yeah, I mean, playing basketball drills, the coach sent us drills that we got to do. Um, you know, working with my teammates, um, competing against each other, just trying to push each other to get better. I mean, that's that's all we can do. And I mean, we're grateful to have that opportunity to do that because a few months ago we didn't have that opportunity. So just trying to make the most of it.
1: I want to ask you. Um, we've we've talked to other people in the house that have done some some crazy things. Quite frankly. Uh, over the past year right with we talked to Sienna and when her and Michaela went skydiving or I thought, I forget who told us that I think Michaela told us that I don't think Sienna told us I think Michaela told us and uh, we heard the whole story from Hannah Pratt about how how they asked her about it uh, if it didn't tell their parents first uh, were you in on that at all or uh, did that bypass you?
5: I knew they were going skydiving but I didn't realize that they decided Hannah was going to be their guardian for that moment Um, and then we just saw the pictures and I guess Hannah told the story and yeah parents eventually found out so
1: I I said this when we talked to them last time probably a good move to not tell them before because I feel like they just worry
5: you know ask for forgiveness not permission
1: Pat you're a new you're a new parent again so uh yeah so, you- I, mean, I mean,
2: granted, your two kids are a little too young to go skydiving, but as a parent? Not the best idea. You know, <laughs> there's a reason why we have two feet and, like, the ground. And, you know, you want to keep walking on the ground. <laughs> I'm with but, you on that. Yeah, um, stay so secure. Now for stay KD. safe. It is not yeah. jumping out of a plane. Yeah, it's hard enough to, like, manage day to day. You know, you yeah. got to keep your feet on the ground. Uh-huh. Um. K- Katie, I wanted to ask you, you got a lot of offers from a lot of big schools, you know, big power five schools. What made you choose Columbia and coming to New York over those uh, other power five schools that you that you could have chosen from?
5: Yeah, um, definitely the people. I feel like I visited the school so much. Like, you don't even like they was they were asking by my like 10th visit, like, when are you going to commit now?
2: (laughs) I'm sure that was Ty. I'm sure that was Coach Ty. <laughs> oh,
5: it was all. It was yeah, Coach Ty for sure. She always. She always still jokes with me about that. But um, definitely the people. I feel like all the other places I went to, you just don't get the same thing. And I feel like with the coaching staff being so young, they they know how to like form relationships within the team, and they they were. I mean, Coachy was in our position not much longer, not not very long ago. So. Um, Definitely the people, number one. Uh, Number two, New York City. I feel like I always, like, even as a child, just driving through the city, because I'm from Connecticut, so we we made frequent trips to the city, but just driving through. I I remember being like the little child with big eyes, looking up at the skyscrapers, just being like, wow, like, I wish I could be here, you know, just being amazed by all that. And now I get to live in that. So I feel like that definitely um, contributed to my decision. And then course academics I mean that was one thing that I didn't I didn't really worry about it too much just because of all the schools I was looking at I knew that I wanted high academics but I mean it was just another plus.
1: What's uh, one or two things from the last several months now I feel like and you kind of see where I'm going with this question that you feel like you might carry into the post pandemic life like things maybe they're you know things that are positive maybe changes that you've made in your life that you feel like uh you 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 only would have made these changes in this time that you feel like you'll take after Mm -hmm. the fact
5: okay well first off I don't know if I'll ever stop wearing a mask okay that's number one people are dirty that's what I found out about all this
2: I feel you I feel you on that one (laughs) <laughs> no, I, see, I, I,
5: I
1: it's the
2: truth it's the truth
5: i hear you i i don't know
1: like when you're especially when you're in like first of all in the subway i don't i don't know if
5: yes and forget. the subway is gross
1: yeah you think about you it's true you think about some of the things you did before the pandemic and you're
5: just like how did i live how I did know. i yeah <laughs> i wouldn't even think twice i mean i would not even think about doing half the stuff that you did before but that's number one and then on a serious note Um, I feel like just a sense of independence. Um, I mean, when you, I was at home literally since we left up until when I came here. So December, like the rest of the year I was at home and, um, I guess when you spend like that much time with yourself, like you have to figure out, like learn more about yourself and, um, how you operate and what's best for you. So I feel like a sense of independence and knowing like when to stop, when
2: to go, um, just knowing more about myself. Uh, you have a twin, right? Olivia? Yes. Who who's the better basketball player between the two of you guys?
5: You? Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> really, he just asked, you know, really we asked to get the reaction and see see what the reactions get. I know. I that's know. Reaction. But I'll I'll give it to her. She's probably a better defender than me. That's that's her specialty is defense so i'll give her that do you, you play a lot a of one-on-one but one-on-one that's one where one. i was gonna
1: go that's where i was gonna yeah, go
5: there's no way to stop me one-on-one so there's
0: nobody i oh. guess <laughs> I, like right. I like the confidence, confidence though yeah
2: oh, i love it
1: i love it Oh, that's amazing. I kind of asked you this a little bit before, but then we got into the skydiving conversation. Have Did you, you know, you, you said you spent a lot of time at home. So did you do anything in that time at home that was like particularly interesting uh, that you otherwise wouldn't have had the chance
2: to do?
5: Yeah, I started a business um, okay. clothing room.
2: I'm a, If you keep this in, I'm an XL, just, you know. Excel. I'm an XL. I'm an XL. <laughs> <I'm an Excel. laughs> if this is allowed to stay, I'm an XL, you know. Just, I got to. I throw it up on my Instagram. Whatever you need, whatever you need. <laughs> do you
1: uh? Did you see you see yourself kind of as like an entrepreneur a little bit? Uh, okay. and you know, is that something that you've kind of wanted to do for a while?
5: Oh, for sure, sure. I mean, um, obviously, I go I go the typical route, working nine to five, but the end goal is definitely to have my own business, um, take
2: off. So that's I mean, that's just the goal. Um, I was gonna ask, what are you, what sneakers do you like? Play, uh, what sneakers do you like playing in? Um, I just got a pair of uh, the Greek Freak, the Freak Twos. They're pretty comfortable. But what is what is your like favorite sneaker you like to wear?
5: Well, actually, it's funny. I j- just got some sneakers because I have been having Achilles problems. But I've been pretty much playing in PGs, so I just got. Mm-hmm. These. They got the. They kind of look like our running sneakers, but they're the same. Got the laces under. But yeah, these probably right now pgs um what else i play a little bit in kobe's only for arounds and stuff because they're nice and light um but yeah it's probably my go-to's
1: katie i don't know if i asked you this last year but do you feel like one day we might see a dunk or is that
5: oh yeah yeah once i get all these injuries and stuff out the way i mean i don't think that's very far off
1: have you like dunked a tennis ball or anything like that before?
5: Yeah, i dunked a tennis ball. I have, I, call, I can dunk a good basketball, but I call it my rim grazer package. So <laughs> it's pretty team. good. Yeah.
1: I would love to see it in a game. I, I should not be giving you any advice. I hope if Coach G is listening, don't listen to me.
5: Hey. Personally, hey.
1: as a fan, I would love to see it.
5: <laughs> you never know. It might just happen. <laughs> i
2: me. go ahead. Where is your, besides Columbia, where's your favorite gym to play in in the Ivy League? Like, where do you feel like you get your, your, you know, your most buckets in? like, what gym do you like the most, do you feel most comfortable in?
5: Yeah, definitely, yeah, I grew up in that gym.
1: Oh, you did? Pretty much. How often did you play in that gym?
5: Not just play, well, uh, well, the other gym, they used to have tournaments there, like state tournaments and stuff, grew up playing in there, and then... I kind of like that was it's funny because that was like the place I thought I was good thought I was going to go because it's like, you know, hometown home state. Um, it New Haven, you know, everybody in Connecticut, if you grew up playing basketball as a girl, you went to the games because that's that's just like where you went. But definitely, Yale.
1: I mean, or you went to go see some UConn games, I'm sure.
5: UConn is a little further, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but they would but they would play at the XL Center. And Bridge, yeah, in Bridgeport, yeah. you would yeah. we would go to their games as well, but not as often because I'm pretty sure they cost more, and then also they didn't play there that often.
1: Okay, yeah, well, it was like a few conference games. Yeah, before, where they were playing like a big opponent, like probably a while back when they were playing like the Tennessees and the.
5: Yeah, but stores is way too far. I... Oh yeah, stores is like it's yeah, al- it's, it's like it's almost like
1: north east connecticut it's like in that pocket
5: so far oh yeah so
1: far i've been to the it's 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 a it's a a hike i've been to that campus before Mm -hmm. it is it is a hike um so you mentioned you you played you know you were in yale's gym a lot growing up Mm -hmm. i gotta ask you then and you know i've talked about this game with with a number of other guests we've had on this year that game at yale last year I know you had a big crowd there last year, and it was a, it was a huge game. uh go, going into that game, uh, you know, Columbia had just won uh, both games, swept a Ivy League weekend uh, for the first time in eight years. The weekend before, when you guys beat uh, Harvard and Dartmouth at home, mm-hmm. and you go you go into you go into Yale with a chance to really like put yourselves into a qualifying spot for the Ivy league tournament and Yale uh, a few weeks prior had, you know, I I think it was like a 25 point win. I mean, it was a close, it was a much closer game than that. They really just ran away with it in the, in the second half when they came to Columbia. So, you know, there was a lot on the line in that game. And then it was, it was such an exciting game. Uh, It was interesting. As I've said before on other episodes, Columbia had the lead. Uh, for most of that game and had a hold off Yale. Whereas that, you know, most other games that season, you guys were always making fourth quarter comebacks and this time it was the opposite way. Uh, so can you just talk about that Yale game a little bit uh, from your perspective and having all your family there with the importance of that game?
5: Yeah, I mean, um, we all knew going into it, it was a big, big game, but I, I mean, coming off the sweep, weekend, we were coming in with like a lot of confidence but you know, you know, you you know, sometimes too much confidence isn't isn't great. But I feel like in that position, um, it kind of gave us the extra edge um, coming into their gym. Um, but it was it was great to have my family, literally my whole family, there uh, cheering us on um, and just you know giving us a little energy when the Yale crowd thought they was doing something, But uh, I mean, it was just it was just a fun it was overall just a fun game. I mean, uh, that's that was just that was definitely like one of the highlights of last season. I feel like for me and for the rest of the team, I guess.
1: Where'd you where'd you and your family? Oh, uh, you took you took the bus home after the game, right? You didn't like stay with yeah. family or anything, right? Yeah. Where, where's the, where do you guys, when you were growing up and you, you would go play at Yale or something like that, where's the, where's the place around uh, campus that you guys go pick up some food?
5: Oh, um, mm, Whaley, Whaley, had pizza, had some, it, it was a little, little hole in the wall, a little rundown place. They had some chicken and rice, $10, you get a big, big plate, and that was definitely the place to go. Um, and then yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't really like the the pizza, the New Haven pizza. I
1: see. That's what I was trying to get to,
5: and uh, I like to talk food on these podcasts. Oh, Connecticut is number Formula one alert. in the country. Number one, what? <laughs> For sure. Whoa! Number one pizza in the country. Search it up. But, I mean, we might have to edit this part
1: out of the podcast. We can't say that on the. I've
5: already no, because I've already had this discussion with plenty of New Yorkers. I even had one of my friends who's a New Yorker come down to Connecticut just so he could try. No, 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 no. Oh, no are on. you just
1: talking about any slice of pizza? Or are you talking about like a specific type of pizza that they?
5: Pies. Well, there's New Haven, the clam the clam pizza. I see.
1: I've had that. It was very interesting. I, I, it was. I thought it was good. Do you like? Do you like the clam pizza?
5: I don't eat seafood, so.
1: Okay, so that's I, a no.
5: But uh, no, uh, Frank Pepe's is number ranked number one pizza. That's that's where I went. Yeah, that's where I went. I went to Frank Pepe's, but I think I got the claim. I don't. Okay, I don't. Don't put this. I don't. I mean, you could put it on there, but I don't think Frank Pepe's is number one. There's like thank
2: you. See,
5: (laughs) (laughs) overall, like overall level of pizza in Connecticut is all the way up here. Like it's top notch.
2: You got to come to Brooklyn. You got to come over the bridge, come to Brooklyn. I'll take care of you.
5: Nah, man. No, because it's just Brooklyn got too many, It's too many, too many different things going on. You got to have the, the, there's a place called Famous and Jordan's. That's where you got to go. Famous Pizza and Jordan's come to Connecticut.
2: All right. How about near campus? What's the best food near near our campus? Near campus, I have
5: no idea. I have. Didn't you what? go on the
2: pizza tour? Didn't you? were not you part of the
5: pizza I didn't tour? Go on the, I didn't go on the pizza tour. I went. We went to Prince Street once, which I didn't like. And then Coronet's is like the given, just because it's you can get that big slice for cheap and it's close.
1: I got to say, if we if we if we go if we're going on a pizza tour. Uh, when I was in college, I went to Lombardi's in Little Italy.
2: That Lombardi's is one of the best spots. Mm-hmm. Lombardi's downtown. Yeah, I haven't you been to get Lombardi's.
5: There. I'm gonna have to try that out next time I'm in. You can't even eat
1: that pizza with your hands though. That's like you can't. no, it's like impossible. You gotta, it's it's a, yeah, it's a little it's fancy. It gets a little fancy. Fancy, a fork fancy and knife type pizza.
2: It's a fork and knife type pizza. for sure. Okay. It's so much. There's so much going on in there. You know, it's like mm-hmm. overflowing. You gotta, Katie. Okay. We gotta get you. Gotta get you out on I, our campus
5: yeah i gotta I, I i gotta see some more food spots because I, I gotta admit i didn't take full advantage of that last year well you're busy yeah
1: that's okay yeah. that's okay are you a big uh are you big into like uh movies or tv shows
5: mm, not really
1: books no gotta give me something to work with here katie <laughs> <laughs> So you got to give me something to work with here, Katie. I
5: like, I like reading articles, I guess, like news.
1: All right. Interesting. What have you been? Uh, what have you been keeping up with lately?
5: Um, well, let's see. What is stocks?
1: Stocks? You into stocks?
5: I'm trying. Well, yeah, I've been into it, but now I'm like starting to invest again, so I got to be a little more up on. Were you? Game.
1: Were you? Were you part of the GameStop craze?
5: Yeah, actually, I'm. don't bring it up. It's just such a sore subject because <laughs> I knew exactly what was going to happen. And I and I literally planned how much I was going to um, buy, but then we was like running late or something and had to like hurry to the gym. And then when I got to the gym, you know, I'm working out and focused on that. And I had class and I ended up not buying before before the squeeze, so
1: I was- It's, it's pretty in-depth. If you're that into stocks that you, you, you were- uh, you knew, the squeeze was, you knew the squeeze was coming. Well, you did better
2: than me because I just left my money in and I just totally forgot to sell. And now I'm stuck with, I got what, I bought 20 shares of GameStop and I just have it. I'm losing money. At what, losing. You get, uh, yeah, I was going
1: to say, you should just sell it now before it goes a little too far down.
2: Uh, it's already, it's too late, guys. It's too late. Yeah, like, I bought, bought it too high? I bought it too high. It's, it's over. I'm stuck with it right now. Mm-hmm. I stayed away. I stayed away. I also bought a few shares of AMC. I bought AMC oh, at $14, and now it's down to $5.72. Oh. This is a real Actually, Columbia conversation. We're
5: having now, so. I got into AMC about the same, but I ended up having... Oh, my God. They're yelling at me. Sorry. One second.
2: You're good.
5: Okay, because it's hard being in class in here with the house full.
2: You're good.
1: And they're not in class.
5: No, they're not in class, so you can <laughs>
1: all right i mean well we've i mean we've had a great time talking to you kd honestly um i don't want to keep you too too long because i know you had to squeeze us in here because you've had a busy schedule and you know you're still in school and we appreciate that so uh i appreciate you joining and uh we hope to have you on again soon okay
5: all right thanks kyle thank you pet
2: take care katie pleasure
1: all right, so. All right, that was Caitlin Davis from the Columbia women's basketball team, and uh, Pat, you want to wrap up the episode of the Inside Columbia Basketball
2: Podcast? Are you? Can you? Can you hit us with that? Uh, this is the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast. We'll see you guys next presented. week. Ooh,
1: presented, presented, presented
2: by Vanderwater. I'm there sorry, Nikumar. I'm sorry, presented Van. by Vanderwater. We'll see you guys next week, and be safe. That's right. Wear a mask. Yeah. Wear a mask. Wear a mask and be sure to catch
1: us on Twitch Friday mornings at 10 a.m. YouTube later that afternoon, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you catch your podcasts. You can catch the Inside Columbia Basketball podcast and be sure also to listen to the broadcast Mondays at 10 a.m. as well. So as my guy said, Pat Desir, I'm Kyle Matrician. Caitlin Davis, thank you again, and we will see everybody next week.